0: Welcome to the Gospel Everyday podcast, following along with Mariners Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. This year, we're journeying together through the book of Proverbs in the pursuit of wisdom. So glad you're tuning in. I'm Steve Bingley, your host. On this episode, we'll be looking at Proverbs 1-7. The Word of God reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. So with this episode, we're going to launch into the theme of the fear of the Lord. And, you know, the subsequent episodes are also going to be oriented around this theme You know, the fear of the Lord, uh, if that's something that you've kind of heard for the first time or you're hearing for the first time, is a really big deal in the scriptures. Not only is it a central theme to the book of Proverbs itself, but it's really a big theme in the entire scriptures, in the entire Bible. We know this uh, from this passage because it says that the beginning of knowledge itself is the fear of the Lord. In other words, the very starting place for, for knowledge and wisdom or skillful living is this thing Call it the fear of the Lord. Uh, to give an illustration, it, it's almost like the fear of the Lord is this concept is it's the freeway entrance, you know, to more wisdom. Uh, that sounds kind of important, right? Because uh, you can't get on the freeway and you can't get to your destination without the entrance. Well, in the same way, if you want to get to the destination of wisdom, if you want to get on the pathway of wisdom, you have to take the right entrance, and that's the fear of the Lord. So. Uh, What is the fear of the Lord then? You know, what exactly is it? I mean, if it's so important, what is it? Well, let's start by talking about what the fear of the Lord is not. The fear of the Lord, it's not just um, the emotion of dread, you know, and fear and and terror. It's not just an emotion of fear. It's something way more uh, profound and robust, which is that fear of the Lord, it's really, it's really awe, you know, it's really worship. It's so much more than just an emotion. It's not less than an emotion, but it's so much more. It's really a relational posture. You know, it's where, you know, where I see God, I see what he's like, and therefore it creates in me uh, a posture of worship and love and adoration so that now I want to orient my entire life, you know, my, my thought life, my my emotional life, my my volition and my actions and obedience. I want to posture everything around who he is. The fear of the Lord it, it's really a God centeredness. It's life working out from the place of seeing who God is. It's it's to get on the freeway entrance of the I five. No, no, it's the freeway entrance of the I see God and his ways and and that directs my path and it leads me to a destination of wisdom, of skillful living. So, you know, if, if we define the fear of the Lord as just like this emotion of fear, I mean, that ultimately that's kind of rooted in self and self-centeredness and self-preservation. But this latter definition of a posture of worship, of God-centeredness, this is really rooted in God and in who God is, right? It's a radical God-centrality. And so the person who fears the Lord, this is the kind of person who is gonna trust in the word of the Lord, Right, the word of the Lord more than the words of culture. This is the person, the the one who fears the Lord. This is the person who trusts um, in the Lord when things don't go their way rather than only when things are going their way. Uh, The person who fears the Lord, who is God-centered and uh, has a posture of worship and and relationship with God is the person whose concern is what God thinks of them and they want to please God more than they want to please everyone else around them. And so the writer uh, of Proverbs is saying, It's this, it's the person with this posture, the person who is centered on God, anchored in God, whose world revolves around God, his values and character and passions. It's this person that's going to now at the, that is now at the beginning point and is now getting on the freeway entrance to the pathway of wisdom. And here's why it makes logical sense. Because when God is the reference point, now, now we can actually begin a journey of understanding everything else under the sun for what it actually is. In other words, when when we see God who is ultimate reality, he's the creator, he's the beginning and the end, he's the one who uh, is truth uh, and there's no deception in him. When we see him for as he actually is, when he becomes the reference point, when he becomes the center, now... Everything else can begin to come into focus in view of who he is. Right. Uh, But but when we choose to choose when we choose to be have the focal point or the reference point be anything else. And this is where the passage in in Proverbs 1 7 is really saying the fool. uh, Now. Even if we look at everything and study everything well, because we're not centered on ultimate reality, we won't be able to see everything else through the true lens of reality. I mean, if you kind of need an imagery to help out, you know, it's kind of like a keyboard. Like, you can type on the keyboard, you know, the right way. If I, you know, told you, hey, write this sentence, you can type everything in the right order in terms of the way that you move your fingers. But way more importantly, your fingers need to be oriented rightly in the right place of the keyboard first, right? Uh, Your fingers on the placement of the keyboard is way more important than you even just typing rightly. Uh, You have to place your fingers on the right places of the keyboard first. That's exactly how wisdom works. In order to grow in wisdom and knowledge and deal with reality for what it actually is, our hearts need need to be oriented rightly first, and that's the fear of the Lord. It's God's. It's God centrality. You know Tim and Kathy Keller in their devotional, they put it so well. They they say this: there are only two ways of thinking about life. You can let God be your fear, your life centered, or. Or something else will be. They go on to say, either God and your relationship with Him will be the thing you esteem most, and every uh, and every single other thing will be evaluated in light of that, or your relationship to some other thing, you know, such as money, will define reality. So, how is reality being defined for you these days? Is it because your heart's greatest focus? is it because what your heart is really anchored on is something else and now you're trying to make sense of everything else including God and his words in view of that or or instead of walking the path of folly as this writer says those who despise wisdom and discipline is your heart anchored on ultimate reality God who he is who he is who he has revealed himself to be in the scriptures and therefore He's your reference point. And so now you're able to see everything else in view of that. Are you reliant on him? Is he the freeway entrance that directs and guides your path? Or is it yourself? Would you pursue the fear of the Lord? You know, you can start simply by asking him, say, God, I want to fear you. I want to have a God-centeredness in this position. I want to seek you and love you. I want you to be my center, and I want you to be my reference point. It'll be helpful to get in the Word, right, to see what He's like. You know, reading the Bible doesn't mean you're more spiritual, but it's far more likely that those who read the Word are going to have a more robust vision and view of who God is. So let's, by the grace of God, um, have a heart posture that is centered and focused on who he is, that he might be our reference point, that we might take the freeway entrance of God so that we can take the path of wisdom. Let's pray together. Oh God, we want to be wise. But your word says that to become wise, we need to fear you and have a heart posture of God's centrality. Would you create that posture in us? Would you help us? Even at this moment, would you minister to us? Thank you for loving us. Thank you for pursuing us. And thank you for coming to this world and to save us from our sins because we so desperately needed it. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember,